Hello, everyone. Thank you once again for joining us on our broadcast today. My daughter Jerry and my daughter Terry are with me. We've been having an exciting time sharing the Word of God with you over the last several weeks, particularly talking about from Jerry's new book, Happy to Be Me. It's a book about how to recover from life's mistakes, bad choices, inferiority, guilt, shame. If you've ever been through any of that, then I'm telling you there is hope. There is a bright future. It's not over yet. God's not finished. So don't you let the devil dictate your outcome. He is not Lord of your life. Jesus is, and he still wants to do something wonderful and beautiful in your life. Jerry, I can't tell you. Um, I'd, have to, I'd have to say it in the spirit because I don't have the words in English to tell you how much I believe this book is going to bless a lot of people. I'm happy to hear that because I just want to be as honest and transparent as I could be and let my life be a living example yeah. of God restoring. You know, I think that's one of the things too, I say that in the book about restoration yeah. is letting people know. Yeah. You know, a lot of people know about mistakes I've made, but now my life is an example of God's restoration. Yeah. And let me say this because I deal with a lot of ministers that have made mistakes and oftentimes, and you know, they've called, they've written, they've contacted me. Brother Jerry, would you help me restore my life? And the majority of them, I'm very sad to say, won't go about it the right way. You have. They think restoration means just stand up in front of the church the next Sunday and just keep going right on like nothing's happened. Forgiveness is immediate, but restoration takes time. Because you can't come across to the congregation, there's a set of rules for you, and then there's a different set for me. And you've gone about it right. You were in the ministry before mistakes were made, and you've gone about it right. You've waited until you, you went through God's restoration program, not, not some man's, but God's restoration program. And now he's restored you back in the ministry, and I believe it's going to be even greater than it was before. Because it's, it's, it's been done God's way, yes. you know. And uh, I know there's some things that you'd like to share with the, with the audience today about restoration, some illustrations from the Word of God. So why don't you just jump right into that? Well, you're talking about that it's greater, God's restoration. In your book, Devastation to Restoration, you say that, you know, God restores our lives, but it's greater than the restoration that we can even imagine or think. Yeah. And you say that God makes better. He improves our lives, increases and multiplies our lives better than before. Right. And Joel says that he restores the years. Mm -hmm. I know I've dealt with that a lot as I'm older and I, I wasted so many years of my life, but Joel says, no, he restores our years. Yeah. So God can put you right back on track where you left off. And accelerate things. Yes, and I'm seeing that in my life, you know. I'm seeing that quickly God's doing a work that, yes, I messed up, I got off the path, but get right back where he is, and he accelerates, mm. increases, and multiplies our life. Yeah. Wonderful. You know, I was in, uh, before you girls <laughs> uh, were even born, I was in the restoration business. Mm -hmm. I owned a paint and body shop, and uh, I learned from my dad, and we restored classic cars. And in Jerry's Paint and Body Shop, my definition of restoration was to bring back to original. If someone brought 
an old Model A Ford in there in a, you know, in boxes and said, Jerry, restore this 1929 Model A Ford for me. My definition of restore was bring back to original condition. Okay. But then when I got in the, the word of God and I would watch p- different people in the Bible make mistakes, you know, uh, fall and I'd watch God raise them back up. And I found out that his definition, as you've mentioned, was different than mine was. Mine was bring back to original condition. But for example, Job, when God restored Job, it said it blessed him twice as much as he had before. And even the Bible says in the book of Proverbs that there is the potential of seven times restoration, you know, meaning that life can be seven times better than it was before God's restoration took place. And that's what people need to focus on is that God is not keeping track of all your mistakes. That's four, that's eight, that's 12. You know, he's not keeping a record of all your mistakes. Not only that, but when you come to him and receive his forgiveness, forgive yourself, get back on track, determine you're not going to let Satan dictate your destiny, then God can restore all the years that you feel you've wasted, you know, that you felt like you've let God down, you let yourself down. God can restore all that. And take your mess and make it part of your message. The test becomes your testimony. That's right. I know this scripture helped me through so much. It was Isaiah, or it is Isaiah 61, 7. It says, instead of shame and dishonor, you shall have a double portion of prosperity and everlasting joy. So no more shame, no more dishonor. That he has a life of prosperity and joy. There's joy when you're restored. I always say, don't look at the years you've lost. Look at the years you've got left. And let's do something with these years. Mm -hmm. You know, one of my favorite scriptures to help overcome bad memories of the past, mistakes, is in Isaiah where he says, do not remember the former things, nor even consider the things of old. Behold, I'm doing a new thing, and now it shall spring forth. Yeah, and there's another translation that says, and what I'm about to do, there's no comparison to it. Love that. I've never heard that one. Oh, it's wonderful. There's no comparison to what I'm about to do. Wow. So God is saying, your life's not over, mm-hmm. you know, just because you make a mistake. Who hasn't made mistakes? We've all made mistakes. Brother Robert said one time, we were in a minister's conference and I'm sitting on the front row and he says, I have never made a mistake. Do you hear me? I have never made a mistake. And everybody's just kind of like this. And he says, well, not intentionally. You know, (laughs) we don't intentionally make mistakes, but when we do, and we all have, and that was his point, we've all made mistakes, Mm -hmm. but you pick up the pieces and you just keep moving forward. Mm -hmm. Y'all have heard me preach for years and years. One of my favorite verses, Micah 7, verse 8, when I fall, I shall arise. Rejoice not against me, O my enemy, for when I fall, I shall arise. That means that even if you've fallen, and no matter how many times you've fallen, because Proverbs says a just man will, might even fall seven times, but he gets up again. And notice it didn't say the sinner man fell seven times. It said the just man. This is a man that in the mind of God is a man who loves God, but he's made mistakes. In fact, he's fallen seven times, but he keeps getting up. So what have I always said? If you fall seven, the answer to that is get up eight. Get up eight. So 
there's always forgiveness. There's always restoration. And when you do it God's way, God will make your life even better and enable you to start dreaming again. Yes. I love this uh, quote from George Eliot. It says, it's never too late to become what you might have been. Yeah, that's good. So you never look back at the past and I could have been something or, you know, God had a plan for my life, but I messed it up. Nope. Become who you were supposed to be today. Mm-hmm. Just become that. Right. Yeah. Walk in that restoration. Right. I think one of the greatest um, illustrations of forgiveness and restoration is in Luke 15, the prodigal son, mm-hmm. where he's gone away mm-hmm. and he comes back and the father sees him. And it says he sees him coming and he goes and gets his robe and a ring and sandals and brings the fatted calf and brings it and they celebrate. To me, that is what God is doing. Mm -hmm. When we come back home, we've asked him to forgive us. We've forgiven ourselves. And now we're in a place for restoration. There's a celebration because my child has come home. Mm -hmm. That's the way God sees it. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. And truly forgiving yourself because, you know, you can hear messages like this. And I've even been in services where years ago I'd hear someone say, get over the past. God still has something for you. And I would think, how? Because I'm tormented in my mind by the guilt, the shame, the mistakes, the the memories. And I would just think, how do you get over it, though? But I think Jerry helps you understand how to get over the past, how to retrain your thinking, to stop being harassed by memories and all the shame and guilt. But then, like you said, how to get a dream and a vision for your life, which is vital. Because Mm -hmm. even the Apostle Paul said, this one thing I do, forgetting that stuff that lies behind. And reaching for those things which yeah. are ahead. Well, he was reaching for vision, for dream, for goals, for his purpose, you mm-hmm. know. And that's what we have to do. Well, think about Peter. Peter denied Jesus three different times yeah. in less than an hour. And Jesus even knew he was going to do it and even warned him and told him. And yet, you know, Peter did it anyway. Well, it says that after Jesus was crucified... Peter left and went back to fishing for a season. And then when Jesus was raised from the dead, John, the disciple John, is telling everybody he is risen. And it says that when they came to Jesus, Peter came with them. Now, if he hadn't been willing to get over his past, don't you know he would have felt a lot of guilt and shame when he rushed in there and here's John and here's the other disciples, Mm -hmm. Peter had gone back to fishing and now he comes in there and they all know he's denied Christ. They all know he walked away for a time and now he comes back and he sees Jesus alive again. Boy, you talk about having to overcome your past. You talk about having to overcome shame and guilt. Mm -hmm. But what did Jesus say? Peter, I love you. Feed my sheep. Mm -hmm. I love you. Feed my sheep. And he becomes one of the chief apostles. And the assignment didn't change. I love that. It's like I remember telling stories about you, how when you've been in an aircraft before and maybe they've had turbulence or emergency landing and you've had to land the plane and call home and tell mom and tell us, you know, I've had to emergency land. I'm here in Duluth, Minnesota. (laughs) (laughs) Looks like I'm not coming home ever. 
No, you've never said that. Eventually, you got back in the plane and came to the original destination. Uh Well, God's the same way. When we detour, we mess up, we go through turbulence, whatever it is, His original destination doesn't change. There's a set course, and you just get back on the set course. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then your big thing is dreams. I mean, then from restoration, you go to dreaming dreaming again. again. And letting those dreams, I mean... Sometimes when you've messed up so bad, they're so buried Mm -hmm. and they're so deep, but they're in there and you've got to pull them out. And it's just like you say, to get alone and get quiet and just close your eyes and allow yourself. Yeah, give yourself permission. Give yourself permission to dream Mm -hmm. and just stir up again. What is it that I love? Look at my gifts and my talents and my passions. What stirs me and motivates me? And then that's when you start dreaming again. See the marriage you want. See the house you want, the job you want. See yourself doing what God's called you to do. And then all of a sudden, those dreams start stirring again inside. Yes, one of my favorite statements that really woke me up to get with Mm -hmm. it was somebody in need is waiting on the other side of your obedience. Mm -hmm. I remember hearing that on a CD and the the minister repeated it twice and then it would just stop. And he said, somebody in need is waiting on the other side of your obedience. Yeah. And I would just sit there and think, could someone seriously be waiting on me yeah. to get it together? You, you're getting it together makes you the answer to somebody else's prayer. Yeah. Not amazing? Yeah. Well, that's the same with the book, writing it. There was so much fear in the beginning and just a distraction from Satan. Who wants to hear what you have to say? And allowing that fear to come in and all the what ifs. What if no one wants to read it? What if no one cares what I have to say? And I was pushing through because this was a dream of mine. Mm -hmm. And just pushing through those thoughts. There is someone out there that needs to hear what I have to say. And that's why I pushed through it and did it. And when I finally held my book in my hand, it was like a dream had become true. And then it was like, okay, now what do I dream? There's another dream and another dream. It says, where there's no vision, the people perish. Mm -hmm. You always have to have a dream. I know you have the five-year dream book where you write down your dreams and goals. That's just so important to look at what you want to be and where you want to go. Write it down. Mm -hmm. Write the vision down. And you know, it's so so neat. Uh, And of course, now that your new book is out, this is the same thing will be happening. I'm in meetings in different places. And so I say, Brother Jerry, tell Terry I've got the dream book. I've got the vision book, you know, and they'll come up with, tell Jerry I've got the happy to be me book. Yeah. Now, do you know how proud that makes your papa to know that you both have your own unique ministries? You're both fulfilling the call of God on your life. And to know how Satan tried to distract you both, you know. What would humanity be missing out on today if you had ended up a Dallas Cowboy cheerleader? <laughs> I would be broke for one yeah, thing. Yeah. That was your biggest dream That was it. Up. That was the ultimate. You know, and now God's sending you all over the world motivating people to dream and to have vision. Isn't that amazing? And now God's going to send you all over the world to teach people how to quit comparing themselves to somebody else and to be happy to be themselves. Be happy being who you are. Amen. Praise God. Hey, just before we go to our break, I want to mention this, that Terry's got one of her icing meetings coming up October the 24th 
through the 25th. Where's it going to be held? At the Fort Worth Convention Center. Fort Worth Convention Center. With my guest, Nancy Alcorn. Okay. Of Mercy Ministries. Okay, and they can go on your website and get more information. Tell them about right. the website. Yeah, you just go to terry.com. That's pretty simple. T E R I. Dot com, and you can get all the information. We would love for you to come. We promise you will hear the Word of God, inspiring music, and I promise you a cupcake. Yeah, a cupcake. <laughs> Always a cupcake. Yes. And Jerry's got a meeting coming up in November, November 21st and 22nd in Granbury. Yes. A girls weekend out. We're going to just minister that Friday night and um, music and ministry. We're going to have a pajama party afterwards. Saturday, I'll be ministering um, again. And then afterwards, we're going to go on the town square. We love Granberry. Yeah. Go on the town square, very historical, quaint little town, and shop and eat and just have a girls' weekend. No kids, just no husbands, just girls. And more information on your website. It's Jerryann, J-E-R-R-I-A-N-N.org. All right, praise God. Two great meetings coming up. Make sure you make your plans to get in one or both, whatever you can do. I know it'll be a blessing to you. We're going to go to our break now with a special announcement, and then we'll be back with some closing remarks. Today's broadcast contains just a sample of the practical, life-transforming teaching found in Jerry Ann Savelle Newton's book, Happy to Be Me. In it, Jerry Ann shares with great transparency her story of growing up, her fears, a cycle of broken relationships, and feelings of inadequacy. That all changed when she discovered God's love and learned how to be happy with the person He created her to be. In this book, you will learn how to let go of the past, live with confidence, reignite your God-given dreams and purpose, and so much more. You don't have to live another day with fear, depression, or confusion. Find your freedom and passion in this hope-filled resource. You can enjoy life and fulfill a beautiful destiny. Don't wait. Call or visit us at jerrysavelle.org to request your copy of Jerry Ann's book, Happy to Be Me, today. May I encourage you once again, order your copy of this new book by Jerry Ann, Happy to Be Me. All the ordering information is on your screen right now. You can write, you can call, you can go to our website, but be sure and do it. This is the last day that we're going to be teaching from the book, so be sure and get your copy right away. Don't delay. I'm telling you, it'll change and bless and inspire your life in a big way. The closing chapter talks about restoration, which we've been talking about on the program today, and also, picking up that dream, learning to dream again. Talk to us a little more about that in the moments we have left on the broadcast. Well, I think, you know, like I said earlier, that God puts things on the inside of us, even when we're little kids, things that we love. You love cars and motorcycles, and that's become a tool for yeah. you in ministry. One of my major outreaches. Yes. So I think that God puts those things, but we tend to get distracted by the cares of the world and our past and mistakes, but now we get busy and we're mothers and, you know, we're, we're living life and we get mm -hmm. distracted when God still has dreams on the inside of us. Mm -hmm. And it's pulling those out and it's in the quiet time mm -hmm. and just listening. What is it that I love to do? What is my passion? What are my giftings? Getting in His Word and just digging in, pushing and striving. And if it's just one step a day, mm. just one step a day towards that, right. 
you know? I think I started dreaming again by just clean the house. <laughs> that was the dream. Get the was house cleaned up. <laughs> or was it mother's? Yeah, your, your mother's dream. <laughs> but just little things, starting with little things like save money. Yeah. Get a dream to start saving money. Yeah. It wasn't for me starting out with, I'm going to minister on the broadcast or I'm yeah. going to have books in France. Or yeah. It was just get the house cleaned up and now let's keep it mm. clean. And then it was get your body in shape, start exercising yeah. or, you know, with finances. But like you're saying, getting quiet. You know, I heard John Maxwell say that thinking precedes achievement, that no one just stumbles upon success mm. and then just says, how in the world did I get here? Yeah. The greater your thinking, the greater your potential. And I think in God's word, we see that there's a connection between your passion, your purpose, and your potential. Mm -hmm. Like those things that you love, like you're talking about dad with the motorcycles and the, I always loved the French language and you thought it was a wasted degree. Yeah, four <laughs> years I invested All in you money. learning French. And you come back home and nobody can talk it in Fort Worth, Texas. Nobody in Texas speaks French. It's crazy. And then I remember the first time you took me to Paris. Yeah. I ordered in the restaurant in French, en français. Dad goes, there's one semester paid for. Yeah, it paid off. You yes. got us the right kind of food. Right, got us in the hotel. But, you know, there was, who knew that yeah. God was preparing me, mm -hmm. you know, that passion for yeah. the French language and for that culture. But there is a connection between your passions. Those things you love That's to right. do are a good indication of what you're called to do. Yeah, yes. yeah. it's like I was telling your mom just a couple of days ago. Uh, I was out there working on one of my motorcycles, and she come out there, and she says things like, you know, when I'm in my shop, you're in heaven, aren't you? I say, it's as close as it gets down here. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know, this is not a coincidence that I enjoy this. I said, I remember the first time my daddy put me on the back of his Harley Davidson when I was a little boy. And we're riding down the road, and I remember the thought that came to me, I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. It was like I was born to do this, you know, yeah. like, you know, Harley has born to ride thing. I really was born to ride motorcycles. Mm -hmm. And the first time he... he uh, showed me how to work on an old car, restore an old car. I'm thinking, I was born to do this, yeah. you know. So it wasn't a coincidence that eventually that's the direction my life went, where I owned a business, where that's what I was doing. Mm -hmm. But then when I went into the ministry, I gave all that up, you know. Yeah. I didn't ride motorcycles anymore. I didn't restore cars. I didn't go to races. I didn't have a hot rod anymore. That was all a part of my past. Mm -hmm. But then God knew that it was something I was passionate about. All he asked was, let me be your number one passion. Yeah. And then we can use these other things as a tool in your ministry. And now we win more people to Christ through our church like Christian bikers and car clubs yeah. than any other thing. Isn't that amazing? Yes. How God will take something that, you that you're born with, a passion, a desire. Mm -hmm. And if you'll just put him first place, then he'll turn it into a major tool for reaching other people. Yes, it's awesome. I say dream and desire and discover, then do. Yeah. Just go do it. And it's those baby steps. It might look overwhelming at first, but just take one step at a time. Give us that verse before we close it in Habakkuk. Oh, yeah. It says, write the vision down, but the New Life version says, write down the special dream. Yeah. Every one of us have special dreams down on the inside of us, 
and you just got to dig them out and find them and discover them and then go do them. Mm -hmm. It's that simple. Amen. One day, one step at a time. That's right. Praise God. This has been so much fun. <laughs> I love fun. you both with all my heart, and I'm so proud of you. And we're going to have to do this again yeah. real soon. And listen, don't forget the book, Happy to Be Me. Get it right away. You're going to love it. You won't be able to put it down. In fact, you'll probably want to get some more as gifts to bless other people that you know that might be going through similar situations. Don't forget their meetings coming up. I want to encourage you to get in their meeting. I know it'll be a blessing to you. Jerry Ann, tell us the dates again for yours. Mine is November 21st and 22nd, the weekend before Thanksgiving. And it's in Granbury, Texas. Yes. And they can go on your website, which is? JerryAnn.org. And Terry, your meeting is in October icing meeting right here in Fort Worth. Right, October 24th and 25th at the Fort Worth Convention Center. Of course, we'll be pursuing people to go after their dreams. Amen. Fulfill the assignment God's put on your life. Amen. So, yeah, Terry.com. Terry.com. That's easy enough. So you log on, get more information about those meetings, and make your plans to be in them. Let me also thank the partners once again of this ministry for your faithfulness. Thank you for believing in us. I'm telling you, we're doing our part. Carolyn, Jerry, Terry, myself, we're all preaching the gospel, doing our part to help people achieve their dreams and become the winner that God's called them to be. So we want to thank our partners for helping make all of that possible. You are a blessing to us, and we pray that the remainder of this year is going to be the greatest year of your life. We have been declaring it's the year of the greater glory. Greater manifestations of God's power, God's presence, and God's goodness than you've ever experienced before. We'll see you again next week for more teaching on how to become the winner God has called you to be. Today's broadcast contains just a sample of the practical, life-transforming teaching found in Jerry Ann Savelle Newton's book, Happy to Be Me. In it, Jerry Ann shares with great transparency her story of growing up, her fears, a cycle of broken relationships, and feelings of inadequacy. That all changed when she discovered God's love and learned how to be happy with the person He created her to be. In this book, you will learn how to let go of the past, live with confidence, reignite your God-given dreams and purpose, and so much more. You don't have to live another day with fear, depression, or confusion. Find your freedom and passion in this hope-filled resource. You can enjoy life and fulfill a beautiful destiny. Don't wait. Call or visit us at jerrysavelle.org to request your copy of Jerry Ann's book, Happy to Be Me, today. Years ago, the Lord instructed Jerry Savelle to make an impact on the kingdom of God in Africa. As a friend and partner of Jerry Savelle Ministries, you've provided vital Bible school training to over 5,000 pastors and ministry leaders over the last 10 years. The hope and truth found in God's Word is needed now more than ever. Thank you for your faithful support of our worldwide outreaches. You're making a difference. Every week, Jerry Savelle Ministries International is making a powerful difference in the lives of people around the world. But that's only possible because of the financial support of friends like you. 
That's why we'd like to invite you to join us as we continue to take the power of God's Word to a global audience in such great need. So call the number on your screen to discover more about Jerry Savelle Ministries today. Both Jerry and his daughter, Terry Savelle Foy, invite you to explore our other ministry resources on the web at jerrysavelle.org. Join us again next week as you continue your journey to discovering God's blessing in your life, where God can transform your circumstances and you can discover your destiny.